By the way, uh, coming up at 248, I got a stay-and-play package to go see a new musical, The Christmas Schooner, in beautiful Marine City, courtesy of the Inn on Water Street and Riverbank Theater. Again, that's coming up at 248. Also, uh, I have an opportunity for you to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra, uh, and that's coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, so, so stay with me. Also, I just want to say um, to the folks at Texas A&M, don't you dare, don't you dare come poaching our coach. Don't even think about it. If you're not a complete college football degenerate like I am, you probably don't know that Texas A&M recently fired their head coach. And one, Daniel Campbell, graduated from Texas A&M. He is an Aggie. And with a vacancy, the folks down at Texas A&M, there have been rumors that they are going after Dan Campbell, calling him back to coach his alma mater. He did say, though, that... I know some people there, and I love my school. It's my alma mater, and I want to do anything I can to help them but coach for them. That's right. That's right. Dan Campbell has no interest. Huge news. Don't come after our coach, Aggies. Don't do it. We're talking about this this new opportunity to buy cars on Amazon. Hyundai and Amazon are partnering up, and you could buy your car from Amazon. Is that something you'd be interested in? Dan in Washington Township's got some thoughts. What's up, Danny? Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, interesting uh, topic. But, uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious about how, how in the world was, would this work? I mean, where, where would the car, for example, where do you think it would be coming from? Is it, is it going to come from my local dealer and delivered to me? So, yeah. So, uh, so Amazon is they're partnering with Hyundai dealers. So if you go on, if you go on uh, Amazon right now, or not now, but when it's live, if you go on, you buy a car, you're in Washington Township, my guess is it would probably ping you to the nearest Hyundai dealership, and and you would get it that way. Um, but yeah, they're partnering with dealerships. So you go on, you buy your car, and my guess is it would come from your nearest Hyundai dealership. Why, why would I throw someone else in the middle of my, my uh, buying process who's obviously there to make money? Mm-hmm. So why would I throw another person into the mix? Why would I do that? Well, I mean, it's fair. Well, but I mean, essentially, the, the Amazon platform would be eliminating, like, the salesperson, for example. So you're, 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 if you walk into a dealership and you do business with a salesperson – that would essentially be taken away. You would make the the sale through Amazon, and Amazon would get a cut. So I don't know if you're necessarily oh. adding somebody else into the mix. You're probably just replacing somebody. Dan, I appreciate the call. Let's go to Jim real quick in East Point. Hey, Jim. Hey, Chris. Uh, have you ever read the stickers on the new cars? Unfortunately, yes. Nobody can understand those things. So how are you going to do it online? For tires, they say... You know, quad, natural fiber, uh, something, 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 contact road. Instead of just saying radial tires. 
Right. Right. You need some uh, Firestones or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You, you know, you can't understand what they say for whatever that you have on the car, automatic drivers or, or uh, cruise control, self-driving, hand, hands-free, whatever. Sure. No, look, yeah. I, and I and I think that's where, again, you know, Brian and I were talking about it a little bit. It's like this is where you need that expert, right? And and there's no way that, that these salespeople are 100% experts on these cars, but they know a, a hell of a lot more about them than I do. So for me, it makes sense that you have that, you go in and you talk about these things. I, I think that alleviates some of the pressure in the buying process. Jim, I appreciate the call. Thank you. There was an effort underway to try to not only retain, but but draw people to the state of Michigan. Because we as a state are only as strong as our people. And that's certainly including how well our people are educated, uh, how well they are holding jobs, the type of jobs they're holding and the type of jobs that are being offered to them. And so we have been on the decline for many, many years. How do we grow our population? How do we not only retain, but then draw people to the state of Michigan. It's a very important question that Hillary Doe has to figure out. She's the chief growth officer for the state of Michigan, and she joins us. Hillary, it's great to have you. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. This probably, I imagine, is a difficult subject to really sink your teeth into. But but where do you start in, in yeah. this effort to try to grow our population? Yeah, it's definitely complex. I mean, you alluded to it, but, you know, Michigan's one of about 34% of states that have been seeing population declines. Many more are seeing stagnation, so we're definitely not alone in this. But we are the first state to really, you know, take this head on. I'm Michigan's first chief growth officer, but also Michigan is the first state in the nation to name one. So um, we're taking a really broad ecosystem-based approach, looking at data, um, looking at what states that are growing and regions that are growing have in common. Um, But we're also doing a lot of listening. Uh, So, you know, what growth means to different regions of our state is going to look really different. Um, What the strategy is for Grand Rapids might be really different than Detroit or the Upper Peninsula. So we started with a public engagement effort um, that's been underway here for the last couple of months. And in about two and a half months, we've engaged over 3,000 Michiganders in person across our state at over 70 events. And we actually received over 10,000 survey responses asking folks, what they love about Michigan and also what's between them and thinking about building a future here. Um, and that's been an incredible foundation to build from. So, I mean, Michigan has a, I mean, a, a very rich history and, and we continue to boast, you know, some of the most beautiful shorelines in the country. We, we have our, our, our nature offerings are off the charts. Our food is getting better and better. I mean, there, there are a lot of great selling points. What what Michigan lacks, I think, in in a lot of cases, are are a, a certain sector of jobs that are really uh, maybe important or sought after by the younger generation of voters who are voters, excuse me, of workers who are just getting into the workforce. So when you look at at the the workforce offerings, how important is it? to not only bolster what we do have now, but then bring in a whole new job sector for people to to gravitate towards? Yeah, no, that's definitely part of it. First of all, you're absolutely right um, that, you know, our natural beauty and sort of our beautiful places is one of the real advantages that Michigan has working for us. It was the number one thing in our survey that folks said that they loved about Michigan. Um, But we also hear, you know, of course, that folks want all three legs of the stool. They want great opportunities in um, nice, diverse economies. 
you know, we states that are growing tend to really have made that knowledge economy transition. Um, so they have, um, you know, those sorts of jobs and professional services in sort of the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Uh, 99 plus percent of new jobs, for example, come from our small businesses and from, you know, entrepreneurs and startups. And that's really critical component. Um, and then the third leg of the stool, um, you know, are those great opportunities, those vibrant places um, and beautiful kind of walkable transit rich communities. We see those in growing places as well. So um, all elements are, are really critical. And I think that's what makes this work complex, but also what gives us a real you know, opportunity to shine in certain of those areas, tell our story, and then engage in real continuous improvement in those areas where we have room to grow. And, and of course, um, you know, there, there is a, a bit of a political element to this. How do you highlight what the state is doing currently or what the state will be doing down the road in terms of some of the, the more uh, uh, issues on ballots that maybe people would be considering? How do you how do you fuse in that aspect of retention and development? Yeah, well, we're pretty early on in the process, but you're right. I mean, I think that in order to lean in and commit to, you know, really kicking this trend around growth, which is such a, a challenge in our communities, you know, um, some communities have been struggling with population declines for some time. And, uh, you know, growing our population for them means maintaining quality of life and, you know, their public schools and public services, having enough folks to drive ambulances. And in other cases, it's an opportunity to really lead some of our high growth industries. And um, we really have all of that available to us if and only if really we can do it together. It's going to really require us committing um, and leaning in to trying some new things here in our state. And that's partly why the public engagement effort was so important. We've been to every corner of the state. We've been in rooms with folks from every part of the political spectrum. And I can tell you, I've been so encouraged by um, how many folks have raised their hand and said, we want to be part of this. This is the big challenge to solve, and we're signing up to, to help you out. So um, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I think it really will take all of us. I have just about 30 seconds left here. Uh, simple question. Do you want to attract people 45 and up or 45 and, and younger? What, what's the sweet spot? Yeah, well, of course, you know, we want everybody here in yeah. Michigan. But um, <laughs> but uh, we do see um, we are aging faster than all of our neighbors and faster than the national average, in part because we're um, of the folks that are leaving our state for job related reasons. About 45 percent of those are younger um, in that 18 to 34 bucket. So it really matters to us that recent graduates, that young families, that young workers are choosing Michigan. And we need to make sure we have a value prop that works for them. I know you'll also be at the Detroit Economic Club uh, on the 16th of January. You're, you're talking attracting businesses, workers, population. Um, it's going to be a, a really a thought-provoking, I think, an eye-opening uh, talk. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Hillary Dell with the state of Michigan as the chief growth officer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right, we'll talk again very soon. Got to take a break. More next.